Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com pro screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? On this episode of Screwball, we are going to look over the off-season acquisitions, uh, trade signings, uh, and everything related uh, throughout the league, all 30 teams. Um, we're going to go team by team and kind of look at the major signings. We're going to look at the major trades and kind of how the teams are being shaped up for 2021. Uh, now, obviously, we're not going to do every single acquisition, you know, every single minor league signing, but we, we did try to condense it down to all the minor, the, you know, all the major deals that, uh, that we thought would actually impact the team or had the chance to impact the team. You know, obviously there's going to be some that, that we miss, or maybe there's a minor leaguer here or there that they picked up that all of a sudden is good or, but you know, we're just looking at it from, from the perspective we have right now, not what, you know, what could be in the future or anything like that. So, so we're just going to get into it here with, we're going to go in alphabetical order based on uh, location. So it's not going to go, you know, uh, it's going to go Atlanta, you know, Arizona, Baltimore, like alphabetical like that. It's not going to go team alphabetical. So we're going to start then with the Diamondbacks who starting, you know, with a team that didn't really do much in the off season. We, I only got really one signing here and that's uh, that they signed Joaquin Soria to one year, $3.5 million. They did that about a few days ago, or at least made it official a few days ago. Uh, but other than that, Dimebacks have been pretty quiet. You know, I know you put a, you put a rating scale kind of on, on these teams and how they did in the off season. So what would you, I mean, it's only one real big move to go on. So what would you, how would you even look at the Dimebacks or off season? Yeah. So the Dimebacks have been, a, been in a weird spot for years now. They kind of feel like they got to, they got some talent. So they try, you know, they get rid of it. They trade it away, but then they sign, other talent and kind of stay competitive. I don't know, like they're not going rebuild, but they're not really doing anything. So that's kind of where they're at, as we've seen with Goldschmidt trades and, and some guys like that. So Marte, but they signed Soria, who's a you know good bullpen guy. You know he, he's he's pretty decent. Um, I gave him a C grade for the off season so far, just because they didn't do any crazy signings to go spend money on, even though they're not going to win. Mm. Well, odds are they're not going to win, so they didn't go spend money to kind of waste it. They signed a guy here that, and once the season gets going, they could probably trade, at least get something back, a young player or, or something like that, you know, for to a team that's going to need bullpen help. Yeah, so that's I gave a good him point. a C just to, you know, they're like, okay, we didn't spend money, but we got someone we could trade away later. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I it's a pretty inconsequential deal for the Diamondbacks. I mean, it's not like Joaquin Soria is going to make them a, a West contending team, but yeah, like you said, it's just you know, it kind of fits what they're doing. They're not really. Um, it's not like they're going for it, so there's no reason to sign all these guys. So, it's just pretty, pretty whatever. Uh, so next we got the Braves. The Braves were a little more active than the Diamondbacks because they are, uh, you know, they're a good team. So, uh, I got let's see, I got five transactions here. In November, they signed Josh Tomlin to a one-year, one point two five million dollar deal, as well as Drew Smiley for a one-year, eleven million dollar deal. Uh, they also signed Charlie Morton for a one-year, fifteen million dollar deal. Uh, and then in the new year, they signed Pablo Sandoval to a minor league contract. I just figured he was a he's been a bigger name in you know, kind of recent baseball. So you never know, I guess, with him. But I don't know. <laughs> I feel like 
feel like Pablo Sandoval at this point is you kind of know what you're getting out of him. But he is a he's he was a big name for a while, so I guess maybe they could catch lightning in a bottle. I don't know. And then just uh, recently, their most recent major move is Marcelo Zuna. They signed back for a four-year, $65 million contract. I think that's obviously maybe next to maybe like the Charlie Morton move. It's probably the biggest deal for them, Um, adding that big back back in their lineup. Uh, Defensively, he's, you know, Marcelo Zuna is good, but it's more the bat you want. So I thought uh, overall, I thought they did okay with the offseason. They got some pitching. They got Ozuna back. They already had a good offense, so it wasn't like they had to beef that up anymore. And, that you know, like I said, Charlie Morton's a good signing. You know, King Felix went, but, you know, he didn't even pitch for them, so it's not even a big deal there. You know, so the rotation's looking good, and, and Ozuna's back. So I thought the offseason as a whole was was pretty solid. Yeah, the Braves, um, you know, they did kind of what they had to do for the most part, help a rotation that they kind of needed help last year, as we've seen when you know, Cole Hamels was hurt and Felix opted out. And then we had uh, Soroka got hurt, so they kind of needed some pitching help. Um, so they went out and got that um, in somewhat of a cheaper fashion. Josh Tomlin should be decent for him. Drew Smiley, I think, is actually a good move because he can, you know, he's always shown some potential at times um, to be like at least the bottom end of a rotation or come out of the bullpen. Mm. And Charlie Morton's going to be a good signing. Um, he should be like in the middle of your, you know, the rotation there. But the playoffs come, you know, he kind of has a track record there. Um, keeping Azuna was huge, though, because they didn't make a big upgrade at third base. You know, people thought Renato and stuff like that they can get at third base. But instead, they you know they went out and got Azuna and kept him, and that's going to be big for them, just to keep that offense you know chugging along. Um, and they'll make a move, I think, once the season gets going for a pitcher if needed. But I give their their off season grade so far a B, just because they they did pretty much what they had to do. But there was no big flash, no big you know huge splash move, starting pitching wise or anything like that. But they they kept the you know the train going essentially. Yeah, I agree. It was it was good for them and and. Uh... Like you said, there was no flashy. It wasn't like there was anything that was really like, whoa, unexpected. So it was it was good for them. And they're going to, we'll save it for the predictions episode, but I think they'll be in good shape. Uh, so now moving on to the Orioles. They had four uh, transactions here starting in December. They traded uh, Jose Iglesias to the Angels for right-handed pitcher Garrett Stallings and right-handed pitcher Gene Pinto. They also picked up Freddie Galvis for one year, $1.5 million. Uh, they traded away Alex Cobb to the Angels for... Excuse me, I'm probably going to butcher this, na- this name. Uh, second baseman, Jemai Jones. And they also just recently picked up Felix Hernandez on a mi- minor league deal. And again, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier with Pablo Sandoval. Felix Hernandez is obviously getting older. I think he, I think that's a pretty significant move for the Orioles. I think he's going to probably have an impact there, even if it is, uh, you know, it's a minor league deal. But I expect him to be on the major league roster. They got Freddie Galvis, who, you know, he'll bring some talent there. But the Orioles are kind of like a meddling team. They're just kind of going to be fourth or fifth in the East. And, you know, there wasn't much that they could do. And I feel like they just did enough just to keep, you know, get the young guys up and then maybe make a run for it. But right now, they're, there's no reason to go sign a bunch of guys. So they kind of did what I expected them to do. Yeah, yeah. The Orioles, um, you know, some of these bad teams that we're going to go through here um, are expected bad teams. Some of them kind of did a, a good job with what they had to do. I, mean, I thought the Orioles really did a pretty decent job. They got Galvis, who's a guy who teams want. So when he comes in, he's and he's a veteran, so he'll come in and help some guys, you know, and keep you know get the get the culture going. But you know, when the season comes, they'll trade him and get something back for him. King Felix, you don't know what he's gonna do. He can come out pitch really good and get you can get a big return for him. Maybe mm-hmm. they talk him into being a reliever and get a big return for him. Yeah. Or maybe he just hangs around, has a couple of years or a year or two here, teaches the young guys how to pitch and. It goes about his business. And they traded Alex Cobb 
uh, for Jones, you said uh, that was a good trade for them. Mm. I think Jones was the Angels' seventh prospect. Oh, okay. Um, Angels obviously have a low prospect, you know, form system. So I would say the average, an average team's form system in the middle somewhere. He might be like a ten or an eleven or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. not that great. But Cobb's, you know, obviously Cobb's, you know, an established pitcher. Uh, but I thought the Orioles maybe got a touch more than they could have with that. So yeah. they got that out of it, and they traded Iglesias for some pieces. So that means they kind of did what they needed to do. I, you know, I gave them a big grade just because they got some more pieces they could trade later on. But they also got pieces who were going to help them kind of teach and grow. Yeah, I, I agree. They did kind of what they needed to do. I thought it was a pretty good offseason for them. Mostly uneventful, but to them, it probably will shape things for the future. Yeah, it's, so. it's going to turn to small moves, small trades later for money or a level prospect or whatever it is. And then one of those guys hits, you get a couple of your big prospects, and you get one of those guys turned into a, a rotational player or something like that, and all of a sudden your team's deep playoff bound in a year or two. Yeah, you never know. I mean, they got some they got some nice pieces coming up, so you never know. Yeah. So moving on next to the other, one of the other AL East teams is the Red Sox. Uh, I got five transactions here. Uh, starting in December, they signed Hunter Renfro. For one year, $3.1 million. Uh, they signed right-handed pitcher Matt Andrees for one year, $2.1 million. They traded away a player to be named later to the Yankees for Adam Ottavino and Frank... Uh, is it Frank German or Frank Herman or? I think it's Frank German, I think. Okay. There's no uh, you know, accent, yeah, accent yeah. bar over there. Over yeah, there. <laughs> I haven't seen anyone say his name, so I'm just assuming. Um, and then just of recently, they signed... Uh, they made the Kike Hernandez signing official, two-year, $14 million. And they signed Garrett Richards to a one-year, $10 million deal. Red Sox are a team that are kind of, they're looking like they're starting to think about rebuilding, maybe. I mean, they're they're kind of in a weird spot. They, you know, they, they ever since, you know, losing Mookie Betts, they kind of been in a weird spot where the offense is okay. Didn't really produce at all last year. The pitching was abysmal last year. They'll get sale back, so that'll make, that'll, you know, make up for a little bit. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird to how to judge for them what to do. But I thought the Kike Hernandez signing was good because that's a guy that fits Boston, like the kind of player I think fits Boston. Uh, Garrett Richards, you know, I thought that was a pretty good deal because uh, he's still got, I think he's still a pretty good pitcher. And for $10 million, like maybe it's a little more than he's worth. But I think that for a team that needs pitching, I mean, it can't hurt. You know, the Adam Ottavino deal is obviously works for them because they just, they traded away nothing for him. You know, and Matt Andrees, Hunter Renfro, those are guys that'll just fill some roles. But overall, nothing like earth shattering. But I think... For a team like the Red Sox, who are kind of stuck in the middle, I don't, I don't see them really competing for the East. So, I guess for what it is, they did okay. But, you know, I, I'm not really sure what their big game plan is. Yeah, um, I think the uh, the Red Sox, they, they, you know, a couple of these guys here, you know, good move. Garrett Richards is, is a, a you know potential pitcher. You know, he's got good stuff. Ten million dollars is, I think, a touch more because I mean, you got to think Kluber got eleven. So, but the potential's there. You know, Kiko Hernandez, good player, championship player of recent. Um, so you can move around a diamond, you know, give them flexibility. Adam Ottavino, I mean, they firsthand on he, how he pitches um, in the way that, they, uh, you know, a division like the, the, the AL East with the Yankees, who right-handed sacked, you know, he's a good pitcher to go against them. That's true. Um, and Renfro, you know, with the way he can hit the ball. And then, at, you know, 110-foot <laughs> fence, you know, run, uh, Fenway, you know, yeah. he could crush – 40 home runs next year. That's true. But my biggest issue with the Red Sox is either rebuild it and say something or go for it. And this is like, these are like the Diamondback moves we mentioned from previous years. It's like they're not rebuilding, but they're not really going for it. They're trying to stay somewhat competitive. Yeah. I, you sound out, you got Alex Cora back, which is a move where you, you kind of want to win now. Hmm. But you know, it's like trade sale. 
trade Jaden Martinez. You know, mm. figure out what you want to do with Bogarts or Endeavors. You know, make your moves. What are you doing? You know, so yeah. I, I gave them a C plus grade because they got a couple decent players. But with that division, I don't think they're really going to be competitive, and they're not really rebuilding. No, so that's yeah. why I gave them like a lower grade. If you know, if they were like, "Hey, we're rebuilding," you know, then maybe this grade's a B because you got a couple pieces you could trade later on. Yeah, but they made a true. move. Like it doesn't. I don't know where they're at, and they don't know where they're at. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're kind of C plus. They're going to be at best. They'll be the second team in the AL East at best. Maybe maybe a wild card team if everyone plays really good again. Yeah, maybe. I don't even see that because their bullpen's not going to be much. And they're starting rotation. you got a sale coming off the time of John. Um, Eduardo Ruiz, who had, uh, you know, COVID issues and stuff. So, where are they? Pitching-wise, they didn't really get better. Mm-hmm. And offense, you got to hope that guys bounce back. Yeah, because they had a pretty pretty bad showing in 2020. Albeit, you know, it was a shorter season, but still. I mean, yeah. And know. the division got tougher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't see them uh, maybe push a wild card. Maybe. Yeah. So, especially if they expand playoffs, maybe they'll push one. But odds are they're... Yeah, that's why I'm confused kind of where the where the, the head was at with making these moves. It's like, okay, it makes you a little more competitive, kind of keeps you so you're not maybe the seller team, but I don't know. The hope is that you decide you're going to be some sort of rebuild here or whatever, um, and you can kind of take some of these guys and just flip them for something decent and then go on, make a quick rebuild. Yeah. That's the hope here, but they got to, you know, come out, pretty much come out and be like, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we'll see with the Red Sox. I'm not sure. They're, they're kind of, they're weird right now. The next team I got is the Cubs. They made, let's see, one, two, they made six transactions here. Uh, starting in December, they signed random pitcher Jonathan Holder to a one-year $750,000 contract. Uh, then they had a big trade with the Padres. They traded Hugh Darvish, Victor Carantini, and Cash to the Padres for Zach Davies, Reginald Preciado. Again, these uh, these are some of these names, these minor leaguers I'm going to get wrong. Yison Santana, Ishmael Mania, and Owen Casey. Again, I hope I got those right. Then they made some signings. They signed Austin Romine to a one-year, $1.5 million deal. They signed uh, lefty Andrew Chafin to a one-year, $2.75 million deal. Uh, all on the same day, they signed Chafin. They signed Trevor Williams to a one-year, one $2.5 million deal. And they signed Jock Peterson to a one-year, $7.75 million deal. The Cubs are a team where uh, they're kind of they're kind of on the decline, I guess you could say. I mean, it would be a... Would be a fair way to say mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I think the Darvish deal for them was smart. You know, going and getting Peterson, it's basically like you took Schwarber and you just re- you literally just replaced Schwarber. Um, Trevor Williams is a pretty good pitcher. That's not a bad deal there. Um, Romine's a good catcher, a good backup catcher, I guess, for uh, for Contreras, whatever you want to do with him. Uh, Holder and, and, and Chafin are just kind of pitchers that are going to fill their roles. So, uh, you know, I don't know if the Cubs think that they can challenge the Cardinals maybe they think that they're a solid wild card team and could push and do something at the end but I just don't see it with the Cubs so these deals again I think the Darvish deal I guess is smart because it's probably like highest value you were probably going to get out of Darvish because um, he had a really really good year so yeah they're another team where I'm not really sure where the the head is at for the GM or where the the, the organization's headed if they just started a rebuild and they started firing off Rizzo and Baez and all these guys I could see it but then again, like you still got these guys, so you're kind of making moves like you want to be competitive. But like, like I said, are you going to be with the Cardinals? I don't think so. So I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know where they're really at. Yeah. So I thought the Darvish trade wasn't bad. You know, they got the value out of them. Obviously, at the beginning of that contract, people were like, "Well, they they lost big time." But now you're looking. Oh, all right, I guess it kind of turned around. Trevor Williams is a high potential guy or pretty high potential guy. Some injuries and stuff, so that's not a bad move. Their problem was they came out and their owner, you know, their owners were like, "We don't have money." We don't want to spend money. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? 
we do have some money. Let's start spending money. That's why I all of a sudden they made it like four four moves in one day. Yep. I think they just need to go again and try doing this, you know, somewhat rebuild or whatever. But their window was shorter than a lot of these teams like the Astros and stuff because they sold the farm to win one World Series for a good reason. They had a hundred and thousand year drought they had going on. Yeah. So they they kind of did it, you know. I mean, you could say the Astros did similar, but the Astros kind of were somewhat decently smart and kept things kind of open yeah. and willing to, to pay some money. Mm-hmm. So the Cubs is kind of selling out big time to win one World Series and then not really wanting to spend too much money shorten their window. But they really got to kind of go through what the Red Sox, you know, it's time to kind of do try doing a quick rebuild of some sort. Mm-hmm. Darvish was a good deal. You know, Williams, Chafin, Jack Peterson, They you know, they released Schwarber, which... I thought it was surprising. You probably could have got something out of him. It was just something. Player to be named later in money or something. So I gave him a C overall um, just because they really didn't get better. They didn't trade Chris Bryant. They didn't trade Rizzo. They didn't really do... They didn't trade Kimbrell. You know, they didn't really do anything too much. And they're really not going to be much competitive. So again, they're similar with the Red Sox where it was like, you just didn't... What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. So the Cubs are just stuck in the middle with the Red Sox. And they, you know, they got to figure out what they want to do. Um, and, th- and these moves didn't really the first move with Darvish you go okay that kind of shows what they want to do but then you sign a couple guys and you really didn't trade anybody else so it's like well yeah like what's the yeah. what's the plan and this is all coming back to our first team the Diamondbacks what they did for those couple of years it was the same thing mm-hmm. trade away some talent but then sign some talent and kind of stay in the, mid- the muddling like what do you, you know, yeah, I'm not it, saying you gotta be full rebuild like let's have 20 wins this year but it's gotta be like hey we gotta have a couple down years 60 70 wins and do a quick rebuild or you know, try floating, you know, best thing you could do, what the Yankees did, you kind of float around 500 for two years and then kind of have your rebuild. But not every team can do that. I don't know. know if the Red Sox and the Cubs farm systems are really ready for that, but who knows? But you got to kind of make a decision. Yeah. Right that's... now you're just messing with fans, and these are two fan bases that, you know, they want answers, they want them now, especially, oh, yeah. especially Boston. Cubs, before they won, was, well, but now that they won, they're, like, they're a little easier on them. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. So... They're a tough spot. They just got to figure it out. And then I don't know what they're doing. The Cubs, they should have money. Yeah, you would think. That's not, you know, I don't understand. They just tore that apart and, you know, but they did not really tear it apart. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They should be good. Uh, So on the other side, you got the Chicago White Sox who are heading in the other direction. Uh, They made four significant uh, moves here starting in December. They traded away lefty Avery Weems and righty Dane Dunning to the Rangers for Lance Lynn. They signed Adam Eaton to a one-year $8 million deal. They signed Liam Hendricks to a three-year $54 million deal. And they just recently signed back Carlos Rodon for a one-year $3 million. On top of, uh, you know, Tony La Russa is going to be at the helm this year. I don't know what his, I have no idea what his contract looks like. I don't know what he's signed to. But, so, you know, all things considered, they're already a a young, up-and-coming, I think they're a really good team. Uh, You add Lance Lynn, who, if he pitches like he did for the Rangers last year, you got a really good starter there. Liam Hendricks, at this point, if he pitches like you do with the A's, is an all-star closer. Uh, Adam Eaton adds some depth. Uh, you got Rod- Rodone back. He adds, you know, there's more depth there in the rotation. So, overall, I-, I think the White Sox were already good, and I guess they just got better because um, I don't think they trimmed too much fat. What was it? They lost no more Mazzara, maybe, um, which essentially just gets replaced by Eaton. So, at least, like, position-wise. They lost Colin um, May. Yeah, so yeah, Hendricks, which is a similar replacement. Yeah, and you could argue that you know you got the better th- you know deal out of having Hendricks, depending on how highly you view Column A. So I mean, overall, I think the White Sox did well for themselves. I don't. Th- I obviously they could have done better. 
but I think they're already a good team that probably didn't need to play too much with what they got. So just adding a little bit here and there, it looks like they did, and adding, you know, it's mostly pitching, which is kind of a little bit more what they need to focus on. I think that they did okay for themselves. Yeah. They could have done better, but I think it was okay. Yeah, I I had, uh, you know, the White Sox getting eaten. I thought it was great. Eaton's been around a little bit. He's just won recently, so he's a winning player. Mm. Veteran now at this point, he can kind of show, you know, show the ropes to some of these young guys. Mm. Hendricks, uh, a guy who's on a team who, you know, was just all scrappy underdog guys. Now he's coming to a team that's ready to win. Mm. So that's going to give them another edge there. A guy that's going to come with a different, you know, background. Yeah. Radon, I think, still has a very good potential. Really, very good slider. Um, some injuries in the past. They released him at first to then sign him back to a deal to save money, which I thought was smart. Trading for Lance Lynn, you just hope he's, you know, could just have similar numbers. You, you know, it's hard to have the same year, but if you can have similar numbers, I mean, that's going to turn into a really good deal. I have him at an A because the team was ready to go. They made moves in the right direction. Again, kind of kept the train moving. Like I said, with the Braves, you know, made a little bit more, touch, a touch more higher moves, mm. higher name moves than the Braves. So that's why I gave them an A. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be a good team and for, for a few years here. They're going to be really good. Yeah, I expect them to do very well in the Central and hopefully make some deep runs in the playoffs. They're, they're a good team. So next I got the Reds. Uh, they started their offseason in November with a trade here with the Rockies. They trade away uh, Robert Stevenson and Jamison Hanna to the Rockies for Jeff Hoffman and uh, Case Williams or KC Williams. Then they also trade away Rysel Iglesias and Cash to the Angels for, uh, is it No Ramirez or is it Noe? Noe Ramirez maybe? Yeah, no. No Ramirez. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and future considerations, which hasn't been, uh, they haven't resolved that yet. They also signed Dwight Smith Jr. to a minor league contract, and they just recently, uh, just was made official today. They signed Sean Doolittle to a one-year, one-point-five million-dollar deal. The Reds are interesting. I don't know what the objective was with these move, these moves, especially the Rysel Iglesias thing. You know, they're in a weird spot, especially they didn't hit a lick in the playoffs and they just lost Bauer. So I don't know, you know, I think their off season was pretty, pretty rough. Uh, Doolittle, I guess is one of the only bright spots here. Maybe you get something out of Dwight Smith jr. But I don't know if he's going to make such an impact that it changes that whole team around. You know, I, I'm really uh, kind of disappointed by the Reds. If I do say so, especially when the Cardinals got so much better, um, which we'll obviously get to in a little bit, but they didn't do enough in my opinion to, get them to that next level and make them that playoff team. So I, I think that they, I don't think they did that well no. personally. And uh, we were pretty hard on the Reds last year mm. um, because we were so high on the Reds and, and it's a team. I always kind of liked the Reds and I was very upset with them. Uh, you know, they got D Gordon, you know, that's a good move. Uh, you know, Sean Doolittle, you know, that's a pretty good move. Traded Iglesias away. You know, I didn't understand that. Um, you really didn't get super return for him either. Yeah. It's... That's what got me. You know, if you're going to trade him, get something. And then you lost Bauer, which, you know, it's okay. It happens, you know. You mm-hmm. know, you kind of knew, not knew you were losing them, but it happens. It's just part of the thing. You know, sometimes you don't, you can't pay them or whatever. But they're in a tough spot because they have talent on that team. Yeah. And they have a good lineup. Mm-hmm. They didn't hit last year, but they have a good lineup. They have a good team. But it's almost like you just, you're like, hey, we're going to be pretty good this year. We're good. And you're like, well, well, no, we're not good no more. You know, figure it out. Get rid of Otto at this point because mm-hmm. you're paying him too much money for him not to be a good player. Yeah. I think that's what they're stuck at. It's like, we have to pay him, but we don't want him to pay him anymore, but we can't get rid of him because it's Joey Votto. But I don't know where they're at because the Reds have too much talent to be not good. And I don't think they're going to be that good. I mean, they have a chance because that lineup's still good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, their pitching got worse. Traded Iglesias got Doolittle. I don't think Doolittle's the same pitcher he was. I think Iglesias no. definitely could be better. You lost power. You lost Tuscafani. Your pitching got worse. They didn't do anything to fix it. No. 
So I gave him a D plus because that's a team I thought was really could could have contended for a World Series last year if their hitting was close to what it could have been. Yeah. But now they're way gone the wrong direction. Unless they have a couple prospects they're gonna call up or they got some, you know, move up their up their sleeve here to go get a starting pitcher or two and a, or a relief pitcher. You know, free agency's still going. Yeah. So they can go get a pitcher like Paxton or something to add to that rotation and then maybe a relief pitcher, you know, a decent one and then a, you know, then a then a journeyman guy and maybe put something together, then yeah, all right, maybe that incre- increases it. But right now they're they didn't make any sense. You didn't trade away anybody any, really, any other guys to get but people back, but you didn't make any moves to stay competitive. You could have traded Castellanos, could have traded Mustakis, you could have traded maybe Vado at this point, Eugenio Suarez. You know, there's a lot of people you could have got rid of at this point to, if you're going to go that way, but they didn't. So I'm not quite sure where they're at. And just disappointed because I kind of like the Reds and I, I you know, like that franchise and I love that stadium and was had hope, hope for them last year. And it was disappointing last year and we ripped into them. Yeah, I know. It, it, that's, it comes from a place of love. Yeah, so, <laughs> we want to see them do good, but... Yeah, so it's just it's a shame. But I don't know where... They, they could be good. Don't get me wrong. There's good talent on that team. But with that division, well, with the one team in that division being good and the other teams all being... They're kind of all in the same spot. Chaotic. <laughs> yeah. You know, you never know. But I just... You're just disappointed. That's all. If you're a, if you're a fan of them and if you're a baseball person, you're just like, well, they just didn't do that great. But if you're someone who actually has any likeness to them, you're like, well, that's just not good. Yeah, I agree. It's just... It's just whatever. Anyway, moving on to the next team... Uh, I got the Indians. They started really with their major stuff in the new year in January. They made the big deal trading away Lindor and Carrasco to the Mets for uh, Andres Jimenez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. Uh, in the same month, they signed Cesar Hernandez to a one-year $5 million deal, and they signed Eddie Rosario uh, just recently to a one-year $8 million deal. So obviously the big thing here that they gave away Lindor and Carrasco and maybe finally – open that door for what they want to be a rebuild. You know, it, it, I guess we kind of all saw it coming with Lindor. You know, I, right here I don't have the prospect listing or, you know, how good these guys are. Obviously, we know I'm at Rosario and Andres uh, Jimenez or Jimenez. I'm not sure where they what how they did prospect-wise with the other two guys. So I guess for them it worked out because Lindor's only got one year left to control. It's, you know, what was the point? Carrasco, I don't know how many years of control he had. Maybe it worked for him too. So other than that, the, you know, you only add Cesar Hernandez back and you get Eddie Rosario, who's a good player. He's familiar with the central, but you know, it's another team where you at, you know, uh, I guess you're, you're really telling, you're showing your hand with Drayton Lindor and Carrasco. You kind of show what you want to do. So I guess in that regard, maybe it kind of gives the fan base, Hey, this is what's happening. But other than that, it's just a pretty, whatever off season. Yeah. You know? uh, they got Rosario. I thought was, you know, good for them. Cesar Hernandez plays well. No one really wants to talk about Cesar Hernandez being a good player. He's 280-290 hitter. Trader Lindor and uh, Carlos Carrasco, they got a decent return for that. You know, the prospect numbers, you know, might not have been, you know, oh, they got number one, number two guy. But they got they got a good return, pretty good return. But they, uh, you know, getting rid of Clevenger the previous, you know, last year and then Kluber the year before that. And they, they're in a spot where they still have a lot of young talent. The prospect pool's not that great, though. And they just... Do you know they're not willing to spend a bunch of money? So what do they do? Because they have Jose Ramirez. I mean, young talent, mm. superstar talent. Oh yeah. Shane Bieber. I mean, you're talking some some really good players. Yeah. You could. That's a starting pitcher, an ace, and a, and a, and a middle of the lineup guy. So do you keep them, or do you go give it to them too? So they can go either way, and either way is fine. That's where they're in a good spot. That's why I thought these deals. I gave them a C, just because you know you haven't done a bunch yet. 
You didn't really, you didn't really go fix that bullpen. You, you know, you lost Brad Hand and whatnot in the offseason, early in the offseason. You didn't really fix the bullpen, but you still have some talent to, to kind of be competitive. So it's like they could have made a couple more deals, which they still can. Or you could just went and get, like, here, here's Jose Ramirez. Here's Shane Bieber. Yeah. Now, we, now we have a top five farm system. We, here's a couple moves. Now we're in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Now we are a wild card team, maybe pushing for the division. So I give them a C just because, you know, they they can go either way, but they haven't shown which way they want to go yet. And I think that, that's okay. They just need to do it. Like they kind of yeah. waited, 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 waited with Lindor. That's what they're probably going to do here. They're going to wait, 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 and finally come up with an answer, which might have hurt them a little bit with Lindor because you would have traded him last year. You might have got a little bit more return. But that's, you know, it, it is what it is. So just hope they, they come up with an answer fast or sooner rather than later. But um, I gave him a C just because, like I said, they can go either way. And if they want to start trading people away, Cesar Hernandez or Eddie Rosario are, are great pieces that a team would want. So yeah, it's true. So return for them. Yeah. That's always the thing. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to be bad, get a couple people and hopefully they'll do decent in your trading away and get a little return for them. Yeah. And just kind of keep recycling players until you're ready to go because one of those guys turned out to be great. I mean, obviously, boom, now you're really good. Or a couple of them turn out to be pretty good rotational players when you're ready to go. Yeah, and we'll see what they do. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, everyone kind of knew Lindor was going to end up going at some point. So, yeah. uh, other than that, not much really. No, uh, that's why, like you said, the C. So, yeah, yeah, we've and we've had talks about Lindor and the Indians for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've, always, we've we've kind of been upset with them. Yeah, because they haven't they never made a decision on what they want to do. They finally traded Lindor. Now they have to make that that final decision. Yeah, do we go for Ramirez? Do we maybe just get rid of Ramirez and keep Bieber because he's really young? What do we do? You got rid of Clevenger, which was a young, pit, you know, somewhat young pitcher. Plezak, are you keeping him? You had some issues with him last year, so it's like they're in a flux spot, but they can go anywhere. And that's what's a good thing with them is, and if they want to go with the let's be good, they have two great pieces to go with. Oh yeah, they can make some big moves with those guys. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. We'll see what happens with them. Um. So the next team is the Rockies. Um. There's really only two transactions here worth noting. They're both trades. Uh, one is the Reds trade, and I said previously, which was the Jeff Hoffman trade. And then the big one, the more complicated deal uh, that just happened last week, is Nolan Arenado and Cash, which I believe was like $50 million or something like that, going to the Cardinals for lefty Austin Gomer, third baseman Elit. Let me see if I can do this. Elihiris Montero. I'm probably, I probably butchered that right-hander Tony Losey, uh, shortstop Mateo Gill or, or Guile, uh, and righty Jake Summers, uh, right-handed pitcher, I should say. Um, so they got a return of what's that? Uh, five players. So they got a return of five players. You know, you said it, Aaron out of the Cardinals. I think you, you prophesized that. Yeah. I think last year I had it. Yeah. It was either that or the Braves. I know I've heard you say it. So when that happened, I'm like, oh my God, but I guess I'm not. I'm not super surprised, but I was a little maybe surprised by the speed at which he signed the contract with the Rockies, and now he's traded. You know, like the big deal he made with them, and now he's gone. So I guess in that regard, it's surprising. The Rockies aren't really... I guess they maybe saw the writing on the wall with the West and said, you know what, let's get what we can for this guy. Let's rebuild. Let the Dodgers and the Padres play, and we'll be ready to go in a few years or something. Yeah, I don't know. So, because that's what, you know, you, you make two trades here. One of them being the blockbuster of the off season, probably that's the feeling I'm getting. So 
you know, I, I don't know. I guess it's – if that's what they want to do, I guess it was a good offseason for them. But obviously they didn't add much. They, yeah. they just subtracted, so. Yeah, the Rockies here are a team, another team that I always kind of liked. They had a – I think it was GM or ownership. They said they had to close the door on Arenado. Um, because, you know, last year it opened up and there were some issues and he kind of said, I want, I kind of want out, but I want you guys to be good. So I kind of want to stay. So they got rid of that. They finally closed that door. Got five players. I mean, you got it, none of them like super, super number one, two prospects, but all pretty good prospects. You know what? If you want to say, you know, they're all, you know, B plus to B prospects, yeah. minus prospects. That's just good. It's five of them. Two of them are rotational. One's pretty good. Boom. What hurt them was the fact that They've had a, they've had a lot of prospects, just not really develop, especially pitching. John Gray, the guy's got uber potential, and he pitches well, and then he gets shelled three times in a row, not just because he's at Colorado, you know, but he gets he gets beat up, and then he ends up with a high three or low four ERA, but he's got a lot of potential. He could have been an ace. Should be an ace. Jeff Hoffman, you know, mentioned in, in getting traded, he was a top top prospect guy. You know, you had uh, you have Brendan Rodgers who's still there. So far, a little bit of playing. He hasn't really looked all that great yet. But yeah, it's still it's still quite early on in there. Uh, David Dahl, you just let him walk out the door. Didn't make sense. That was one of your best, better players. You know, you still have Charlie Blackman, who's an older player at this point. Still good, but you know, going on the older side, you just trade him. Wade Davis didn't work out. Daniel Murphy retired. That deal. Ian Desmond was a terrible deal, and you never got a catcher. So I'm just upset because you're like, what are you doing? You're not developing your players, it seems like. Yeah. Now do you trade Story? Yeah, because he's got one year left to control, right? I think so. I think it's, it might be two. I think it might be through 2023. Even still, he's coming up, you know? So just trade him. Trade him now. Don't get to wait till next year. Trade him now and get your get your worth for him. But I just it's just a shame because they, they've had some pitching prospects. And I think if they go somewhere, they get, I think if John Gray gets traded, I mean, he'll be good. I think he'll be fine. It's just they don't really develop any, over, anything over there. And they've had some good teams. Oh, they yeah. They just haven't got sure. all the way around. Like, they haven't developed their pitchers the way it's supposed, supposed to be. And that's hurt them. So, it's just a shame with the Rockies. But they had to do what they had to do. I gave them a D- minus just because, you know, they lost Arnado And it was kind of a bad breakup there. Um, and Murphy retired. They're still paying guys. It don't make sense. Story's already, there's already issues with Story. Not not with him, but, like, well, they got to trade him. So, they already have, like, a just bad publicity going on. Yeah. And a division that's just, it, it's, two teams are going to, beat the snot out of each other and you got one team like the Diamondbacks just we're alright yeah. and then you got the Giants who we'll get into them but I guess they're alright but I don't know what I don't know what they're doing but yeah. uh, so the Rockies are just back to the basement with a team that you know we talked about stadiums nice jerseys are nice and they just can't I don't know what the problem was yeah. they just don't develop yeah it's been like that for a little bit here and you're not going to tell Trevor Bauer or or Verlander or, or Garrett Cole or you know, Brad Hand or those relievers, hey, come pitch for us. No. Where the ball's going to fly out. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, if the offense is solid and going to be solid and consistently solid, but if you could develop two young pitchers, they pitch pretty good there, they'll convince one of those guys. Yeah. But you got to develop pitching there to be good. And then, and then sway a couple guys to go. But you're not just going to sway a bunch of guys to go there because, you know, people still have that in the back of their head that the ball's going to jump there. And the ball does jump a little bit there, but... You know, man, not quite as much, I think. Thing, but it's just the field's so big in the gaps. That's what hurts them. People think, oh, you got to make the field bigger because the ball jumps. But now the gaps are just as triple every time you hit the ball. I don't know. I, I just, again, a team that I always kind of liked, um, and they just, it hurts me to see them going to be bad again. I never really got a chance to, to go. 
somewhere. Yeah, because it would be nice to see Arenado and the Rockies and Story and all that. Oh, yeah. Have they, had, the... they had a hell of a lineup. Yeah. And then you had Danny Murphy and, you know, Ryan McMahon never really blossomed much. And you had David Dahl, who's really good. And Brandon Rogers coming up. And, and Charlie Blackman. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, who's the center fielder? A real fast guy to have. Garrett, Garrett Hampson, who's like, a, I mean, you know, if you want to give him an MLB, you know, video game number, he's got like 99 speed. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. They had things that just never developed. And it's a shame. So that's where I'm at with them. But I gave them a D minus just because nothing, they never really took anything in other than they traded or not got five players. But like bad publicity right now out there. Yeah, it it's uh, it sucks for them. I mean, obviously the Cardinals are happy. I'd be. But moving on to the next team, we got the Tigers. Only got two transactions here of any note. Uh, they started in the new year, actually just recently, like the last week or so. Uh, they signed Wilson Ramos to a one-year $2 million deal. And they signed Jonathan Scope to a one-year $6.1 million deal. Uh, Tigers are a team that aren't going to be competitive in the central doubt, highly doubt competitive for a wild card. Uh, so these deals maybe make them a little bit more, give them a little beef in the lineup. You know, Ramos and scope may not give you much at all defensively, but in the lineup they'll, uh, they'll help you out. So it's just kind of for them, I guess it's a, it's a fine, it's a little bit of a fine off season. I don't know. Yeah. It's like whatever the, the Tigers. And actually last year, I think with the the COVID shortened year actually hurt them because I thought last year they had a pretty good off season mm. where they made some moves where like hey these guys are gonna play decent and we'll trade them away we'll get some money, you know get our worth for them but with COVID and stuff that kind of hurt the ability to but this year I mean they got Robbie Grossman you know decent little player there Jose Urena young pitcher at the Marlins had oh yeah yeah of. yep Wilson Ramos I mean they got him for pretty cheap for a guy who was really offensively a really good player and Jonathan uh, Scope who's offensively really good and I think defensively he can kind of snap back to being better. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him a C plus because a couple of these moves they could trade those guys. They can trade Ramos to a team. They can trade Scope to a team. They can trade Grossman to a team. Urena's young enough to keep. Yeah. Scope's pretty much young enough to keep around. I think the Tigers are gonna be really, really good. I'm not gonna get. I don't want to get into it too much. They're gonna be really, really good, really, really soon. Maybe not this year. Uh, I would say that's almost pretty safe. Not this year, but really, really soon. It's gonna. They're gonna be one of those teams that just snap. And yeah. Like, wow, they're they're pretty good. It's yeah. not gonna be like, hey, they're gonna be good next year. I think they're gonna snap and be like, well, they're good this year. Yeah, so I guess for for what they want to do, I guess it's fine then. They're waiting on their waiting on their guys. And they got some some pitching. Oh coming. yeah, and with, and a big ballpark. They got some pitching coming. And to be honest, once Mickey's contract kind of goes and that kind of filters itself out, money will come back. Got some players there. Yeah, they got some they got some pitching. Yeah. They got. So and they got a, a, a catcher too coming up, which is great. You got a pitcher and a catcher, pitchers and catchers coming up together. Great. They're they're gonna be good really soon. But these a couple moves here can just kind of. Urena could end up being a guy that stays around, scope maybe, or you trade him, get a couple pieces for younger pieces or whatever. They're going to be mm-hmm. ready to go here pretty soon. So I gave him a C plus just because it was, you know, it was all right. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of kept it going, but it could be a bigger off season if they want to trade some of these guys later, later in the year. Yeah. Maybe the off season starts to ramp up after this. You know, yeah. you might also see off seasons get affected because of the whole COVID thing. So maybe deals that they wanted to make or, or money they wanted to spend kind of slides back a year. Because a lot of the, I don't know if you've, people listening, but a lot of these have been one-year contracts. So well, you're going to see a lot of these. Up. Yeah. No one's going to sign a, a five-year deal when they can go, well, let's see what the CBA says. And they raise the money and the rates, the, the revenue sharing and all this stuff. And you're like, well, I just signed a deal. When if I would have waited one year, I could have got seven and a half percent more money. Yeah, yeah. Revenue sharing and all that crazy crap. But so no one's really going too, too crazy unless you're getting a big deal. Unless you're getting what you're worth. Yeah. Like Real Muto and Springer and Zuna. Yeah. The big boys. Uh, well, you know, Zuna I thought took a little less money, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're getting your money, what mm-hmm. you want, you, you know, it's smart to just take a one, maybe two-year deal. Yeah, so to move on to the next team after the Tigers, we got the Astros again, just two 
uh, moves I thought were really of any note. Just recently, they signed Michael Brantley back to your $32 million deal. He's a great player, so I thought that was good. And they signed Steven Souza Jr. to a minor league contract. Uh, you know, he was a name. You know, I figured throw him in there. Uh, but the Astros, I think, lost a lot more than they gained. Obviously, you get Brantley back. It's a good bat. Um, defensively, he's he's older, so you really just want him for the bat, having him big, be a big part of that lineup. You know, the Astros, I think, are the windows shutting very quickly now, especially the fact they didn't really do nothing. Springer's gone. Verlander, you know, uh, Granke is not getting any younger. You know, I believe they lost they lost Ozuna yeah, up to this point. At least Ozuna. I didn't I understand that too, too much. But. Yeah. So, overall, I think it was a pretty bad offseason for them, especially if, if you wanted to. Well, I mean, they made the championship series last year somehow. But yeah. you come off of that, and then you basically just lose a bunch of you know, you, you know, you just lose a bunch of players and I can't sit here and say that you're going to be better than you were last year. So, I mean, granted, you think you're going to get more out of Altuve and stuff like that, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it really. Yeah. So the Astros, you mean they got Brantley back. Uh, I, I have a move with Pedro Baez, relief pitcher from the Dodgers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah a yeah. little decent deal there. Lost, um, lost Roberto Azuna by choice. Springer's gone. Um, I gave them a C minus grade. And I might be a touch high, you know, you're thinking, you know, well, they lost stuff. They're not in the news this year, which is a big thing. They have a manager that came back. That's a big thing. Like, it's just kind of consistent now. You got to hope, you know, if you're Astros and whatever, you know, you got to understand that Altuve should have a better year. Yeah, you, know, you would Donald hope so. Alvarez back. Even though it's not an off-season move, you're just going to get him back. I gave him a C-minus because they still have a little bit of talent. But they didn't, they didn't, they're out of the news. They didn't do nothing crazy. They didn't blow the team up. They didn't yeah. spend a bunch of money they still have a couple of decent prospects so they'll still be you know they'll still be there in the west that's pretty open but uh yeah i gave them a c minus because they could have done more but so far they just kind of sat there and just like let's just stay out of the news which is probably the better thing they could have done and, and we'll see they still have talent on that team it's just you know they it, i mean they still got a lot of talent on that team move wise they didn't do too too much Brantley and Baez are, are not bad but um, it's just pretty much staying out of the move and uh, the news and just being consistent this year, other than fluid and crazy, crazy stuff going on, which is going to kind of help them maybe settle back down, back to earth. Yeah. Well, what helps them is the other team that they were rivaling with for the division really didn't do nothing either, yeah. which we'll we'll get to. Yeah. And one thing, if fans do come back, a home game for them might really do them good. Yeah. Have their own home fans, either either one boo boo them for mm. what they did, which I don't think is ever going to happen. No. But just maybe give them a little cheer or, you know, or something. And maybe just kind of, like, cheer them up almost. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they um, were I'm not saying def- that I, you know, want that because it's what they did. But um, just for their sake, for themselves or for Astro fans, maybe just kind of, like, hey, we're still here for you. So that might help them, too. Maybe not be public enemy, enemy number one this year. So. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a good point. I like that. Uh, next up, we got the Royals, who made uh, more deals than I thought they would. So starting in November, they signed Michael A. Taylor to a one-year $1.75 million deal. Uh, they signed lefty Mike Miner to a two-year $18 million deal. They signed Carlos Santana to a two-year $17.5 million deal. They signed Greg Holland to a one-year $2.75 million deal. And they signed Wade Davis back for a minor league on a minor league contract. Royals are kind of in the central like the Tigers, like kind of waiting on them prospects. And we're kind of, you know, going to be towards the bottom of that division. But I thought these deals were, were, were not bad. I mean, it makes them a little more competitive, uh, makes a central, makes them a little bit more of a, more of maybe a nuisance team in the, in the bottom there. You know, so signings like Santana, Holland, and Miner make them just that little bit better. Um, it's not like they're going to be, 
you know, it's not like they're going to be division winners. It's not like they're going to leapfrog the White Sox. But I thought it was pretty solid for a little nice little offseason for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael A. Taylor still a young player. Some potential. Mike mm-hmm. Miner pitched good there. Um, guy who has value. If he plays well, he will, especially. Carl Santana, a, a veteran leader. Greg Holland, been there, done that. And Wade Davis maybe bounces back to some sort of not awful form um, in, a, in a bigger stadium, not, you know, Colorado. I give this offseason for them an A. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of moves where this is what you do when your team is not the greatest. Michael A. Taylor, young. Maybe he snaps into something better than he was with the Nationals. He wasn't bad, but maybe he really unleashes his potential. Mike Minor, people want him. If you're, if you're good this year, hey, you keep him. You know, if you're if you're good somehow, um, otherwise you trade him, get your value. Carl Santana, trade him, get your value. Greg Holland comes back. Relief pitchers are always high value. Oh yeah, he comes back. Wade Davis does decent. You trade him, you, you know, you're bringing in people, you're recycling, you're bringing people. So mm-hmm. that's why I gave them an A. And there's another team that has some decent prospects coming uh, prospects coming up where they can be pretty good here shortly. But this was a good offseason because they can they can flip these guys if they want to. Michael A. Taylor, young enough to keep, but the other guys they can flip them for for value mm-hmm. if, if wanted or needed. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I you know for a team like that, you you get some value out of these guys. You flip them and and, and you made out. And their names that like, keep keep the fans kind of like, hey, I know that guy. Hey, he's pretty good, you know. And you lost Alex Gordon. Well, brought Greg Holland back and Wade Davis. They were there, you know. Yeah, kind of kind of kept that little hope of yeah. like, hey, I remember them teams that were real good. So you kind of brought back a little, you know, flashback for for some of the fans. So that might make some of the fans kind of smile a little bit. So. So it is a good offseason for them, though. They can definitely flip these players and have, you know, and, and turn out to be get, get some value for them. Yeah, I agree. Now, these are two teams coming up here that I thought had pretty good offseasons, were pretty eventful offseasons. So starting with the L.A. Angels, well, first in December, they had the Orioles trade we mentioned. They actually both Orioles trades, one with Alex Cobb and the other one. They had the Reds trade with... Uh, yeah, Vasile Iglesias um, for Noah Ramirez. That's right, yeah. And the other one, you know, so you got the Jose Iglesias, uh, Rysel Iglesias, and Alex Cobb, those three trades. Uh, they also made some signings. They signed Kurt Suzuki to a one-year $1.5 million contract. They signed Jose Quintana to a one-year $8 million contract. And they just traded a player to be named later for Dexter Fowler. So pretty eventful offseason for the Angels, who maybe are seeing that, hey, maybe this West division, maybe we could do something here. They addressed a little bit of the pitching. You know that they've they've had a lot of problem with, especially the the bullpen. With getting Rice Iglesias helps, um, Jose Quintana helps their, their rotation. Kurt Suzuki's a nice catcher. Um, Alex Cobb, uh, not the biggest fan. Of Alex Cobb, maybe he gets something out of him. Dexter Fowler's going to be good. So I I think the Angels did very well for themselves, and I think they're maybe being a little opportunist here and trying to make that West a little bit more make the other two teams sweat. You sure. know, sure. Uh, the Angels, Kurt Suzuki, good veteran catcher. Um, if your pitching is not great, he's going to help it. Quintana, I always liked Quintana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just consistent. He was. He, you know, his number's been up a little bit recently. Consistently, you know, <laughs> kind of the same spot the last couple of years. But mm. he was really good with the White Sox when they had Chris Sale in, in those years. So I kind of really liked him. Dexter Fowler, they got a veteran outfielder who, you know, if Justin Upton struggles or gets hurt, you know, they got backup. You know, it gives, gives him depth. Switch hitter. Again, a veteran who knows how to win. Alex Cobb, I thought they gave up maybe a hair too much for Alex Cobb. Um, but a good pitcher, it's going to help them in need pitching. I gave him a C plus because they didn't get a reliever. They didn't get a top of the line reliever or top of the line starting pitcher. They did get Rafael Iglesias, who's who is good. He's got good potential, but not top of the line guy. Yeah. They got Jose Iglesias, who fills Simmons. Boom. Defensively, defensively, very similar players. I think Simmons might be a more dynamic offensive player. Just 
overall dynamic, more power, maybe gap to gap. Well, I guess this is going to be higher average. Yeah. But yep. defensively, the same thing. Um, so they did a they had a good off season, but they just didn't they didn't get that one real like hammer like hey we got power, you know you didn't get like you know oh I got you know Liam Hendricks, you know I didn't get that hammer like my bullpen's pretty set now you know my rotation's really got a you know a head on it now, they're trying, but they're not quite getting the guy yeah yeah you know but if Otani comes back and pitches like a pitcher and not just walks eighty seven guys a game <laughs> and can actually be like a, a decent pitcher. I mean, that's going to help a lot. Justin Upton can bounce back a little bit. Their their farm system has gotten a little bit better. They were last. They were, like, the worst one. They've gotten a little bit better. So they're doing okay. They, just got, they know they have Mike Trout, and they need to get into the playoffs. Yeah. They, they have to get to the playoffs. So they're making some moves to try helping that. But they're going to – I feel like unless they go get, like, Paxton or, or something or another reliever, um, they're at a C-plus. Or they, they want to make a trade later in the year where they got Rendon and they got Trout. I mean, they're right there. They just need to get, like, with the Padres, they need to get that starting pitcher. They need to get that guy. It's like, okay, that's our ace now. Or that's our that's our closer. They've been chasing it for so long, yeah, too. Now, our bullpen's solid now, really solid. Our offense is good now. Our starting pitcher's going to have to be okay. Or our starting pitching's pretty good now. Our bullpen's pretty good now. Our offense could be really good. Like, they just, they're, 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 right now, their offense is really good. Their bullpen's, eh. Our starting rotation, okay. Or could be better. They just need to fix one of those bullpen or starting pitcher and get that pretty good, have the offense be really good, and you're in the playoffs. And they're off and running, yeah. Yeah, I agree. If but, you get to the playoffs with Rendon and Trout and Pujols, I don't care what people say about Pujols, it's Pujols. Justin Upton, you know, Otani, you're, you're, you got a shot. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of team where it's like, I don't care if they're 500, if they make the playoffs, you got talent, a lot of talent, some of the best talent, you've got a shot. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good offseason for them, and they got a pretty nice club over there. Now switch to the other L.A. team, go to the Dodgers. Um, they made quite a few transactions here, one very big one recently. Uh, so to start in December, they traded lefty Leo Crawford to the Brewers for Corey Knable. Uh, they signed Tommy Canely to a two-year, $5.25 million deal. They were involved in a three-team trade here. I'm going to read off all the details of it. Uh, so it starts out where the Rays traded uh, Jose Alvarado to the Phillies. Uh, the Dodgers traded a player to be named later and Dylan Paulson to the Rays. And the Phillies traded uh, Garrett Clevenger to the Dodgers. So uh, really... What the Dodgers get out of this is a lefty, and all they gave away was a player to be named later, and Dylan Paulson. I'm not sure where these guys are again, the prospect list, or where they're, you know, if they made out well, but um, that's the details of all three teams. Uh, they signed Blake Trinan back to a two year, $17.5 million deal. And although it's not technically official yet, it's not on MLB's official transactions website, but the reported signing of Trevor Bauer to a three year, $102 million deal. I guess for the offseason of the team that just won the World Series, uh, I guess it's pretty good. You know, that bullpen is just, uh, is I always thought they had a weird bullpen. I thought they, like, always had a weird bullpen to me. So I guess the Corey Knable seems like a guy they'd have. Kame Lee seems like a guy they'd have. Trying and worked well for them. Uh, Bauer's going to round out that rotation well. Uh, they already had a pretty good rotation with Price coming back. And now you add Bauer too. The rotation's going to be good. Uh, bullpen's going to be all right. Obviously, the offense is good. As of right now, you lost Turner, so that hurts them. But as an offseason, uh, the Dodgers were already good, and they're kind of one of the two teams in the West that are going to win that division. So I guess, it, especially with Bauer, they got they got their guy. I don't think Bauer is worth that money, personally. I'm going to get into that, you know, maybe more in the in the predictions episode. But, you know, I, you know they got a good pitcher uh, that fills out the rotation, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the Dodgers... Um... 
They got Canley on a two-year deal. Um, Canley might be around at the end of the year this year. Um, if so, that, that's a good deal for them. Training or training is pretty good. Traded for uh, Knievel, who um, will be healthy pretty much. For, you know, start the year he'll be healthy and good to go. Um, they got Bauer for way too much money, but they really, they, you know, a couple band-aid moves for the bullpen. Kelly Jensen, uh, not the same pitcher. Um, no. The rest of the bullpen lost Baez. So the rest of the bullpen, not great, really. And Jensen, you don't know what you're getting out of him. Um, the rotation, Walker Buehler, I mean, he's, you know, ready to go. Um, Kershaw is going to fade. So that's just how that's going to be. So the, the team's still there. You lost Kike Hernandez. I feel like for some reason that's uh, that was a big piece to lose. Yeah. Jack Peterson, that's, you know, I don't think you you know, decent player, but I don't think he was like a heart and soul kind of guy like Kike Hernandez. I'm going to say this, and I kept, I gave him a B-plus for now. If they lose Justin Turner, it's an F-off season. Yeah, he's Justin big. Turner is the best player on the Dodgers team. He's big time. That's the, I'm not I'm, I'm I don't care what you say. Oh, they have Bellinger. I don't care. Oh, they have Mookie. Bell, I don't care. Take Justin Turner off that team. They're not they're not a, they're not a very good team. He's a middle of the order. He keeps the team. He's always hitting. He's just a consistent guy who just seems to be the heart of the team, the key to the team. He might not be the best overall talent wise, but he's the best that the Dodgers can have. If if he's not there, they're not the same team. If he's hurt, they're not the same team. So if you don't sign True. him, they're not the same team. Might still be good, but you're not the same team. Yeah. He's the key. So if they don't get him, it's an F's offseason. It's a good point. But right now I think I'm a B plus because um believe it or not, everybody they buy their players. Hmm. Remember that concept with the Yankees and Dodgers and Red Sox have more higher payroll over the last ten years. That's uh, I thought that was, you know, only the Yankees bought players. But <laughs> Dodgers buy their players. There's nothing wrong with that, but just understand that there are other teams do it too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, you know, people go crazy with that. But um, they just paid, uh, here's a billion dollars to come play for one year, like what they just did with Bauer. So, uh, but it's a B play, B plus off season because, um, you know, they kept the, the window open. Um, but losing Turner, if that's the case, I mean, I, that's, that, that hurts them. I don't care what they say, it hurts them. So you'll, I mean, and then you're coming off a, a World Series win, finally. I mean, I think that's going to almost be like you let the air out and then. I mean, maybe get a little punched, punched in the face this year, mm. and the Padres are raring to go. You win a World Series oh, finally. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're not almost ready for the year to start up again. So you might get punched in the face and have a hard hardship. Yeah, especially maybe. everything went right last year, other than maybe kicking the ball around in the one game in the outfield. But yeah, yeah. everything else, everything went well. No, yeah, but- no injuries. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, here, it, 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 boom, done. World mm-hmm. Series over. So that's never, you know, ask the Red Sox. Yeah, they had the one yeah. Where nothing could go wrong. And then the next year, Alex Gore's fired, and the team's terrible. So. We'll see what happens, but I, I thought they, I thought they did okay for the off season. And like you said, I, I thought Turner was always kind of going back. So I'm surprised it's taking this long. We'll see where he goes, but um, <laughs> I got one team. I hope he goes too. <laughs> to move on to the next team, the Marlins. Lit it done. up. They signed Anthony Bass to a two-year, five million dollar deal. That's it of really any note. So lit it up. Young team. Gonna be good, but they didn't exactly light the world on fire in the off season, so yeah, it's just whatever. Looking at my notes here, I have um, yeah, they signed uh, Anthony Bass, yeah, um, <laughs> C minus. I gave him uh, just because the team uh, won a little bit last year, and I feel like you could have made a couple smaller moves, which is still time. Mm-hmm. A couple smaller moves has kind of kept the the thing kind of going in the right direction, um, and then maybe uh, trade him away or you know stay somewhat competitive, but trade him away, get some pieces, and kind of turn that uh, rebuild into. Because they're on the edge, kind of about to flip that, I think, pretty shortly, to being like, hey, we're, we're kind of getting 
ready to go. I think a guy they could have maybe got was Lester to help that. Someone like that, veteran, kind of helped that. Maybe Justin Turner, a guy that helps that, kind of flip over. But they haven't done really anything yet. And they were played pretty good yet last year, even though they were kind of ahead of time. And they might still be ahead of time. Maybe that's what they're thinking is. But I feel like you could have just kind of helped turn that, flip that rebuild into like, hey, we're time to start going now. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of kind of iffy with them. But um, and and then just releasing or designate for assignment Jordan uh, Yamamoto, I believe his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was part of the what Christian Yelich deal. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that at all. Just get rid of it. Just dump him. Like Jose Arena, I wasn't a big fan of just dumping him either. But Yamamoto, especially, it just didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's kind of surprised me, but I'm on C minus because they really didn't do anything. So. Yeah. Well, this next team, other than one move, is kind of the same deal. So the next team's the Brewers. Uh, like I said previously, they made that trade with the Dodgers with Knable. Um, and then just recently, they made their big signing in the offseason up to this point, uh, Colton Wong. They signed to a two-year, $18 million deal. A uh, good move for them. I think Colton Wong is a great player. Um, that's obviously a great acquisition for them. I mean, the Brewers are kind of sitting in that weird cluster of teams in the, in the Central where they're not quite the Cardinals, but they're not quite... The, you know, the worst team, so they're just kind of there, and uh, I think that's, I don't think Colt Wong changes that, especially in two years, uh, but Colt Wong's a good player, and I guess you take him away from the Cardinals, so I guess that's a win, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just whatever, another yeah. whatever kind of offseason. Uh, the Brewers being in a somewhat open division, I mean, the Cardinals kind of slammed that, that door shut, but being in a somewhat open division and a team that, you know, pitches like garbage, I don't, I don't know what else you could say, that they, they pitch like garbage. For multiple years, even when they went to the playoffs, was it two years ago? People said, "Oh, they're a really good team." No, they're not. They don't pitch. Mm. You got to be able to pitch. It's a lick. They don't pitch. They did nothing to help that. Colt Wong's a great player. I give him a C minus because it's still somewhat time to, to fix some of that pitching rules. But you didn't help any of the pitching with what you needed. And you had Heroa or whatever his name is, Keston Heroa, who played second base. And you got a second baseman, so but he's a good player. So you'll figure it out. But they didn't get pitching, and that's what you need. This game was C minus because it's. They didn't really do anything to really like hurt hurt the team, but you really didn't improve the team in areas you needed to really improve at all. So I gave them a C minus, and I don't know what they're gonna do. So yeah. they got to get pitching though. They, they, oh, for sure. Bad, bad. They need pitching bad. Yeah. Uh, the next team is the Twins. They signed uh, righty Hansel Robles to a one-year, two million dollar deal. They signed J. A. Happ to a one-year, eight million dollar deal, and they signed Anderson Simmons to a one-year $10.5 million deal. Twins are a very good offensive team. Anderson Simmons helps. Pitching-wise, a little rough, you know, and they're really not making their fans uh, confident in their postseason performances, not making other MLB fans really scared of the Twins when they go into the playoffs. So I don't know if they did enough here to really make that jump, especially in pitching, to make that scary team in the postseason. Uh, maybe it's just a big monkey they got to get off their back, and it's more of a mental thing, but they didn't do enough here for me in the pitching department. Obviously, offense was going to be good regardless of Simmons, but, you know, Hap's okay and Robles is okay, but it doesn't really, doesn't wow me. See, so, for me with the Twins, they got Robles, Jay Hap, Simmons, they lost the playoff game this year because of an error at shortstop. <laughs> That's that move right there. Little, that's the move. That's why he did that. Getting Cruz back, but Alex Colomay. Mm. They signed him. Not official yet, but it, he's gonna go there. That's a great move. Yeah, that is a good. That move. is a lockdown guy who's just consistent all the time. Nobody ever wants him. I don't know why. 
Always good. I agree. That's really good for them. Lost Trevor May. I get it. Column A. Consistent. Boom. Got him. Robles. Mm. Got some stuff. Helped the bullpen a little bit. Starting pitching. He didn't do yet. Got Jay Happ. Could be at the bottom of the rotation. Or maybe in the bullpen a little bit. They still can make a move for a starting pitcher. I gave him B- minus because I think that really helped their bullpen. Those two guys. And then getting Simmons to just you know stop any shortstop mess yeah. they could have. So I thought they did a B- minus because there's still a little bit of time. But they, I thought they did so far so good. But starting pitching, you're right. They didn't really do much to really help that yet. But bullpen, I think they did a little bit to help that. Yeah. So we'll see. But the game might be minus because there's time, but they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I agree. I missed some moves there, but yeah, the the, That's the, the cruising. But the, the column A one's the turner of, yep. that, of that. Otherwise, it's like a C minus. But getting column A really turns that their offseason grade so far. And then yeah. getting Cruz back, obviously. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Column A does make a big difference in that bullpen. Uh, next team is the Mets, who arguably probably had the most, uh, you know, active offseason here. They had quite a few moves. Uh, so it starts in November. They signed Marcus Stroman back to a one-year $18.9 million deal. Uh, they signed James McCann to a four-year $40.6 million deal. Trade with the Indians that I previously mentioned. Uh, they signed Jose Martinez to a one-year $1 million deal. They were involved in a th- three-team trade that I'm going to go over uh, this big one here. So the Pirates traded Joe Musgrove to the Padres. The Mets traded Andy Rodriguez to the Pirates. Uh, the, Pir- the Padres then traded Lucchese, Joey Lucchese to the Mets. Padres traded David Bednar, uh, Hudson Head, Dave Fellows, and Omar Cruz to the Pirates. So the big thing there for the Mets is Andy Rodriguez uh, going and them getting Joey Lucchese. And after that, they traded Steven Matz to the Blue Jays for uh, Josh Winkowski, Sean Reed Foley, and Yenzi Diaz. Uh, and then finally, they signed Aaron Loop to a one-year $1 million deal. That uh, trade they made with the Indians, pretty good one for them. Although it's only, obviously, you're getting Lindor for one year. You know, you sign him afterwards, It's that works out really well for them. Um, McCann, I think that's a, that's a great deal. I think McCann's a good catcher. He got him for a pretty good price. Uh, Stroman, you know, I think he'll work out there. I don't think he's the best guy that you're going to get, but I think he works. So overall, uh, you know, and then you give away Mats because I think Mats is a little redundant. I'm not a, I don't think Mats is really uh, quite the talent that, like, say, a DeGrom or a Syndergaard have. Um, so overall, you know, and then you get Joey Lucchese. It's a pretty good offseason for them. Uh, I guess the, the owner comes in and makes a statement with getting, you know, McCann was a bigger free agent. Uh, you get Lindor. So, you know, I think it's a pretty good offseason for them. I think they did well. And do I think that they can rival the Braves? Probably not. But I think they're a solid, they could be a pretty good wild card team here. Yeah. And I think they're going to be good in the East. So I think that they did well for themselves in the offseason. Yeah, uh, they got Stroman back. You know, that's a guy who's a middle-of-rotation guy. James McCann, uh, you know, hope that his numbers continue to go where they were going. Jose Martinez is a good guy just to, you know, what's to lose. Mm. Aaron Loop, another good guy, what's to lose. Could help, you know, fill maybe that Justin Wilson role that they could be losing. Trevor May, pretty good move there. That could help them. Reed Foley, a guy who can come out of the bullpen a little bit. Part of that match trade. They lost Mats finally, thank God. Good God. Could just go. He's terrible, you know. Pitch him against the Phillies, first inning, nine runs every time. <laughs> Um, they got Lindor for one year as of now, um, and Carrasco could help them. But uh, here's the move: Joey Lucchese. That might, I know, I know Lindor and, and the Carrasco. You know, that's going to be their their best move, I guess you could say. Lucchese is going to be the next one. That's how good that move is. Joey Lucchese is is he's got stuff. He's got some really good stuff. So that's going to be a great great move from them. But uh, for for the most part, they did a pretty good job. Um, unless they don't sign Lindor, you know, that's going to hurt them. 
but they did pretty good. And hopefully James McCann can actually play, um, continue his numbers going in the right direction. But um, I give it an A minus because it did a pretty good job and they excited the fan base with new ownership. But um, of course, always it's always in the news. You know, the new owner and they had the, the stock stuff going on and the mm-hmm. GM had his issues. Yeah, first team ever to have a coach and a GM never make it to the season. <laughs> So, of course, you know, they always have some sort of stuff going on, but they did a pretty good job for their on-field performance for this year. And then, can I get suspended, help them? I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> they don't have to pay him. And then Cespedes just being gone, and nobody wants him. Good reason, you know, good reason for that. So, they kind of had just people fade away from them, yeah. which was good for them. But they made a couple good moves here. So, A-minus for the Mets, and uh, who knows? Yeah. It's always a question mark with the Mets, because they're always hurt or something crazy. So, we'll see, but... On paper, the best on paper team always, always, always been one oh, of the yeah. best on paper teams. So we'll oh, yeah. see what what uh, what the paper turns into. Yeah, we'll see what they get on the field. Now flip over to the other New York team. They started their off season. They just made a flurry of moves in January, starting with let's see if I can say these names right again. So they traded Rowanzi Contreras, uh, Michael Escado, Canaan uh, Smith, Canon Smith. Not sure, uh, Miguel. Yahuri or Yari to the Pirates for Jamison Tyon. Um, so they trade four guys over for Jamison Tyon, who uh, I believe has like two years of control or something like that. Then they trade, uh, like I said, with the Red Sox, Ottavino. They sign Corey Kluber to a one-year $11 million deal. Uh, they sign back LeMahieu on the same day for six years, $90 million. The Yankees are a team where obviously the offense is ridiculous when healthy because uh, that's always a big if at this point with them. The pitching leaves a lot to be desired. They got the guy Cole last year, so they add to that with Tyon's a good pitcher. Uh, Kluber, you know, if you get what you can out of Kluber, I think that deal is going to work out well. And you bring back LeMahieu, which, uh, you know, the fan base is obviously really excited about. Any fan of the Yankees should be excited about that. So uh, I think overall it was a good offseason for them. I think they could have done a little more. Uh, they could have went deeper. I think they could have went a little harder in with the bullpen because they really, you know, just getting rid of Ottavino and, replacing him with, uh, you know, they got Warren and stuff like that. But I think they could have went a little more in, but I think they played it safe, got some pitchers. Uh, they didn't pay out the money that they could have for Paxton and Tanaka, so they got Kluber and Tyon, which are pretty good replacements. And obviously, LeMahieu being back. Uh, so I think the offseason was pretty good. Uh, I don't Obviously, they could have went better, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah the Yankees got uh, LeMahieu back for pretty cheap, actually. Uh, obviously, one of the best actual pure hitters in baseball. Kluber got him cheaper than what people were offering him, so good. And if he can come back to closer to what he was, obviously, you know, my, my idea there was he's probably going to give you Tanaka numbers, but has a chance of giving you even better Tanaka numbers. That's the reason they did it, mm-hmm. and for cheaper. Trade for Talion, you know, got a young pitcher for a couple of years of uh, um, control over. That could be really good. The guy's got some really good stuff. Um, Greg Allen was part of a little trade they had. Yep. Darren O'Day, I think, was a great move for them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, O'Day. Darren O'Day is a great move. I mean, a great. Had a great year, great move. Knows the AL East, funky guy. Great move. They lost Tanaka, they lost Paxton. They did. They had a pretty good year, offseason. Um, they got to stay healthy. You know, they lost Ottavino, but they got to stay healthy. They got to find some lefty some lefty bats, maybe a lefty starting pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, that's just, you know, the, the talent's there. So, they got to stay healthy. I gave it a B, though, because they didn't get the lefty batters or the lefty pitcher. Um, but they did a really, really pretty good job. But I gave them a B just because, you know, there was more they could have done. But they really did uh, – they had a good offseason. They really did. It's just yeah. about staying on the field and maybe finding a lefty because, you know, you can have lefties. 
<laughs> so they know that. In any way. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but a B for the Yankees, it's it's just health. Staying on the field um, is, is, their, is their goal. Agreed. Uh, moving on to the A's. The A's uh, lost a lot more than they gained, uh, but their one big move here was just of late. Uh, they traded uh, Chris Davis with a K and Jonah Heim and Dane Acker to the Rangers for Elvis Andrews, uh, Ramos Garcia, and Cash. I think this is a good move for the A's. I think Andrew, Andrews helps in the absence of Marcus Simeon. Chris Davis, I don't think you're losing much in losing him. I'm not sure where you know where the prospects are at. This is a pretty recent deal, so I'm not really I'm not really sure at all with these guys. So I think the deal itself is okay. Uh, I just think the offseason as a whole is pretty pretty rough for the A's because they they lost a lot. They lost Hendricks, they lost Simeon. You know, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think they're obviously still a good team, but I did think they took a little bit of a hit here in the offseason. So maybe if there's some late deals that were after this episode goes up that they start making that kind of makes them the A's, they make those little deals that help them. But other than that, I think they did take a little bit of a hit here. You know, I yeah, think so. Well, the A's, you know what? They had the A's off season that they always do. They got Andrews. Probably first, maybe uh, maybe a touch more defensively than Simeon. Simeon's a little bit more dynamic offensive player. They're both pretty good offensive players. Simeon's just more dynamic with the power and gap-to-gap hitter. They brought fires back. But there's, no, that's move, right, yeah. there's moves out there that they can still make. And... Um, a move that I'm looking at them possibly jumping in is Justin Turner. Um, that's something they could really get their head into. Cole Hamels, yeah. Jeremy Jeffers, Justin Wilson, Matt Shoemaker. Those are moves that the that the, the A's make. Shane Green. Yeah. Those are moves that the A's make. And they'll start making these moves. Arietta. They'll start making some of these moves here soon. But I give them a C plus just because it's an A's offseason. It's like no one, no one knows, no one knows, no one knows, no one cares, no one talks about them. And all of a sudden, you're six young guys, this guy, and all of a sudden they're... 95 wins and there they are again. So um, I gave a C plus just because there was still time and it's just a normal run of the mill average. Here we are again. All right, moving on to the next team is the Phillies. Started making more active moves in the new year. Right before the new year, they were involved in that three player trade with Jose Alvarado. Then they signed righty Archie Bradley to a one year, $6 million deal. They signed back JT Real Muto to a five year, $115.5 million deal. I believe it's the highest catcher contract or something like that, or at least based free agent, free agent catcher contract. Mauer, I think we signed or Posey resigned for bigger. It's prob- probably Posey. It was the most like open market free agent. Yeah. That's I remember reading that uh, on the same day. They signed Ivan Nova to a minor league contract and they signed just recently Matt Moore to a one year, $3 million deal. Getting real Muto back was big for them. I think that was obviously what they kind of was their off season intention was to get that guy back. Uh, Jose Alvarado for them, big because that bullpen's terrible. Matt Moore and Yvonne Nover are kind of guys that, you know, you take a chance on. Uh, you never know what you can get because they do need some a little bit of pitching help. Archie Bradley, I think, is going to be good for them. So I think uh, overall, there's still obviously moves to make as of right now, losing guys like Didi. And... Well, that they reported Didi signing back there two years. Oh, is that right? That's been re- it's that was not reported? Official yet. It's okay. just, it's just, it's, it's, apparently they've agreed to, which is some of the deals that you've Kind of left off your list, and I kind of added on just because these deals aren't technically official yet; they've been agreed upon. Yeah, but DD well, is supposed to be coming back. Well, the, the the amount of moves that have been made in the last like week or two, I can't even keep up because it's like everyone was waiting, and then all of a sudden twenty twenty one comes. It's like January tenth, and it's like, oh, it's got to sign everyone. Yeah, it's so, like I'm trying to keep up with it as best I can. <laughs> but uh, I mean, with the Phillies here, I, I think that if they did a little bit more with the bullpen, I would have been more impressed. But I think getting Real Muto back. 
and make him a little bit of a focus on pitching, uh, I think is good. And so I, I don't think the Phillies are quite that East and at least competitor yet, but they're right there. They're getting there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Phillies, uh, Archie Bradley was a good deal. Uh, you had to bring back, you just had to bring it back. Otherwise yeah. you lose the trade. Just unbelievably lose the trade. Mm-hmm. You get up six, Sanchez and whatnot, but getting him back, at least you got a chance to redeem yourself there. You know, they weren't going to spend money until they got Dave Dabrowski. who's just, you know, the guy who spends money. Mm-hmm. So once he came in, he's like, no, you're spending money. You got money. It's okay. So they got Archie Bradley. Good deal. JD, JT Ramuto, good deal. Uh, Nova, ended a rotation guy, long relief guy in the bullpen. You know, cool. Matt Moore, he dug him up. Yeah, I don't He's even... He's been gone, but, you know, never know. Uh, Didi, good for them. Keep him around. But Alvarado, what a deal for them. Yeah. Jose Alvarado's got some of the nastiest stuff. Lefty pitcher with movement, like 10 feet movement. Throws like 139 miles per hour. Yeah. That guy's got some serious stuff. If he could pitch how he's supposed to, Hector Norris comes back and pitches how he could, you know, he's supposed to. A young guy comes up, pitches. Um, they got rid of Arietta with that contract. It seemed like that was just didn't work out. I still got Zach Wheeler. I think they're a starting pitcher away from uh, really actually contending. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, another bullpen guy here, you know, just a guy who can kind of help out. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a starting pitcher away from really contending. But I gave him a C-plus just because they're still left out on the table there. But, you know, they made strides in the right direction. They know where they had to make their moves, and they, they tried it. Yeah, I agree. That it was a pretty good offseason, but maybe a little more bullpen focus could have could have benefited them even more. And don't so. be don't be surprised if they give a two-year deal. Uh, I'll just throw a $14 million two-year deal to Cole Hamels to come back. Don't which, be surprised if you see something like that. Which wouldn't be. And Cole Hamels and... Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad move, in my yeah. opinion. So they'll do something like that. But C-plus because there's room to go. But, you know, they eye in the right you know, right direction. And overall, a great move for them. Really great move for them. Yeah. So moving on to the next team. They were just giving players away here. The Pirates. Left and right. Um, so the first trade they made was just before the new year. They traded away Josh Bell to the Nationals for righty uh, Will Crow and Eddie uh, Yan. Or Eddie Yan, however it's pronounced. Then there's obviously the, the three-team trade with Joe Musgrove. Um, and then the trade with the Yankees where they gave up Tyon. Um, so they're just, it's just a fire sale going on with them. There wasn't any really big signings with them, nor really maybe should they be making any big signings. So I guess in that regard, it fits their narrative. They're getting young guys. They got a big return with Tyon. Um, I don't know the, you know, the heft of the, the, you know, the players they got from Bell or for Bell and the most Musgrove trade, not sure either. So, you know, prospect-wise, I'm sure their young guys are probably stacked at this point, I would hope. So, for what they're trying to do, I think it was good. But, you know, obviously, they're not going to be competitive. Yeah, so. yeah uh, they lost Talion. They, <laughs> if you're a Pirates fan, just think the good Lord Archer's gone. Oh, yeah. Um, Josh Bell, you, tra- you traded away in Musgrove. You ruined your franchise trading for Ar- Chris Archer. You ruined your f- future there. Because you had Talion, you had Garrett Cole, you had Josh Bell. You had Austin Meadows. You had Tyler Glass now. Uh, Joe Musgrove, Adam Gosh. Frazier, Brian Reynolds. I, I I can keep going, but I don't want to. That really set them back quite a bit. Sure did. Um, so getting rid of him, thank the good Lord, and he was terrible for him. Um, but they could have made a couple small moves again, make a couple small moves. That leads to leads you to trading them in the offseason or uh, in the midseason trade deadline. You trade them, get some pieces back. Mm. But they, they got some haul back, you know, got some good players with Bell, they got some good players with Talion. Um, I gave it a C minus just because you know you could have signed some people and trade them away in the off season or mid season. Yeah, could have done something. Yeah. Um, 
and you might have been able to get maybe a touch more for those guys. I mean, you always say that with all your good players. You feel like you can get maybe a touch more. Yeah. But I gave him a C minus just because they didn't do nothing real stupid. Like, yeah. They didn't do like that's you know like what the Royals did. But, hey, assign a couple of these guys, maybe trade them away, get some pieces for later on. Mm-hmm. So they could have done a little bit more in that in that area. But all in all, they just you know C minus is fine. Off seasons are right. You just got rid of Archer and got rid of that. That really just ruined them for a while. So still going to be really good though soon. Again, because they their prospects are, are they have a couple of them that are re- already ready to go, and um, uh, I think it's Cruz, the shortstop, who's like really tall, six six shortstop or something yeah, like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brian Hayes, mm-hmm. Brian Reynolds, Adam Frazier. So they got some pieces out there. They'll, yeah. be, they'll, be, they'll be good pretty soon, I think. But just turn the page finally from that Archer, huge mistake. That was one of the worst trades we've seen in a long time. I agree. Yeah, it changes kind of changes where they're at right now. You know. So moving on, another team that was uh, insanely active, especially for quite a few days here, is the Padres. So to start right before the new year, uh, as I mentioned earlier with the Cubs, they got Darvish. On the same day, it it was made official that they traded away uh, Blake Hunt, Cole Wilcox, Francisco Mejia, and Luis Patino to the Rays for Blake Snell. Then just a few days later, they signed shortstop, hopefully I'm saying his name right, Ha Seong Kim to a four-year, $25 million deal. I believe came out of the Korean League, right? Was the Korean League or the Japanese? Uh, I believe so. I believe he was a Korean player. Then, obviously, they were involved in that three-team trade with Joe Musgrove. Uh, and just recently, they signed back Jer- Jerks and Profar to a three-year, $21 million deal. Obviously, beefed up beefed up their rotation. The offense is, is, as we saw, pretty explosive. They're a pretty young, fiery team. They're ready to come at the, at the Dodgers. Um, they've got maybe the pitching now to do it, you know, so, uh, I thought that they, for it, the off season kind of fits that team's vibe of just like this exciting, like all eyes on us team. So maybe in that regard, I think the off season fits them. I mean, overall, I don't think that Darvish and Snell make so much of a difference that they're like, oh, now they're the World Series team. But, like, I think they make enough of a difference where now it's a realistic thing that they could take the West. So, in that regard, I think they did pretty well for themselves in the offseason. Yeah. Um, they got Kim, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that want to use kind of as a utility guy. Is there hope? He can play multiple positions, come and hit well. Profar, bring him back. Guy who is a utility guy who can, you know, a little bit of power. Um, got you Darvish, who if he could just build off what he just did. I mean, unbelievable. Caratini goes with it, you know, he's the backup catcher, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Blake Snell, everyone knew that was, you know, going to happen just because of the way, you know, the Rays handled that. So as long as they let him pitch, they got a shot there. Uh, just Joe Musgrove, good deal. Uh, Padres are, are, are ready to go, and they're going all out. They still have a ton of prospects, they a ton of them, so mm-hmm. they can still get even better and make even more moves or just call them up and, and, and go. They had a good offseason. They're, they're, they are going to push for the West. I think they take the West this year. I'm not going to get too much into it, but I think they could easily take the West this year. I think they will. Um, they're going to push. They're going to be late in the playoff team. But uh, they made a, they had a good offseason. I gave them an A just because they still have a ton of prospects. So I gave it an A. Padres ready to go. Ready to go. Crazy. Crazy moves, but they're ready to go. And, and yeah. they're, they're anxious. They're they're ready. Right. You know, they want to go. Yeah. So they're going to be chasing – and they're going to be trying to beat Snyder everybody. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be a very exciting team. Uh, moving on next to the Giants. Uh, they made a, a few moves here. Starting in November, they signed Kevin Gausman back to a one-year $9 million deal. Uh, they signed Anthony Descafani to a one-year $6 million deal. Signed uh, Kirk Casale to a one-year $1.5 million deal. 
They signed Alex Wood to a one-year $3 million deal, and they signed Tommy Lestella to a three-year $18.75 million deal. Giants, this almost feels a little bit like the Royals, where it's like, well, it's like they're not really going to contend with the West, uh, but they did some stuff to kind of make it a little competitive, make the team look good, and kind of keep them competitive out there, and maybe make the fan base, give them some names, and, you know, Tommy Lestella is, you know, a pretty good player for them, and Cosman and Descafani. So nothing really, like, that jumps off the page at you, but... I guess it's it's not bad, you know. Like I said, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of like these other teams that just kind of did some moves just to maybe change the team up a little bit and maybe get some pieces that you can trade or or do some yeah. stuff with. So <clears throat> overall, not much to write home about, but not bad. Yeah, uh, you know, Kevin Gaussman, good pitcher. Descafani, I think, is pretty good. Kirk Casale's, you know, pretty good uh, fill in or backup or you know, split time guy. Uh, I got Alex Wood. Yeah, uh, it's a guy you know, pretty decent. Time with Stella. My thing with the Giants is um, you're old. You know, you got a lot of older players. Just kind of go. Just get rid of them and kind of restart this this process. Posey's, you know, got to go. Cueto's kind of got to go. Samarja's got to go. Like, mm-hmm. it's time to – not that these guys aren't that great. Posey, obviously, numbers are way, way down. Almost useless. Mm-hmm. Point, really. That's just how it is. It's true. But it's time to go. But these moves here, good talent, you know, maybe keeps you somewhat competitive – an extended playoff thing, but you can trade them away later on. And that's why I gave them a B- because they were like, hey, let's get these guys good talent. Some of them are young. Maybe they'll do something for a couple of years. Otherwise, trade them away and recycle them. Yeah, it's it's not much to other than that, really, in my opinion. Uh, next team did basically nothing that I could really even find that would be worth putting down. But the Mariners, I literally put down nothing of note, a lot of minor league deals. Um, so if you want to look at the minor league deals and think that they got something there, but... They're a team that were like, hey, uh, we're not great. We're not going to compete in this division, really. That's fine. And that's just us. So <laughs> I guess it's not the worst offseason because yeah. that's what kind of they want. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, they could have done something. Yeah, I, I gave them a D. <laughs> and the reason for that is the Royals, I think, showed a good blueprint on how to do things with the Giants. Not great. Sign a couple of these guys. Hopefully they do decent. Sign maybe a young guy here or there for no money. Maybe he goes a little bit and turns out to be pretty good. Or recycle him. I just feel like the Mariners could have done that. Because they have some prospects on the on the brink. They're mm-hmm. a team that could be pretty good here pretty soon. In a division that's opening up. I just feel like you could have recycled something. You know, used, you know the recycle process where you can hey, bring him in. Hey, all right, he's decent. Trade him away. Or sign a Michael A. Taylor. And uh, he's pretty young. And maybe he breaks out and becomes a pretty good player. So I feel like they could have done something like that. But they didn't. So that's why I gave him a D. But, I mean, they didn't hurt themselves. They no. just didn't jump on what other teams tried doing or have done. Yeah, it's just, it's literally just whatever. Uh, now, here are the Cardinals, who only made a few really major deals here, but they were some big ones. So, they signed Adam Wayne right back one year, $8 million. Uh, they got Nolan Arenado, as previously stated, and they gave away Dexter Fowler. So big, 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 big acquisition at Nolan Arenado getting Wainwright back. Wainwright back is big. Um, Yadier Molina, I suspect, is coming back. Although there's nothing like there's really nothing official, but a lot of chatter has been that he's coming back. Um, so I, I didn't put it on here, but because uh, it's you know, I guess you never really know, but I suspect that he'll be back. So uh, overall, I think just getting Arenado and keeping your pieces together uh, without doing much else I think is is fantastic and I think that that corner infield now is is one of the best in baseball so 
I, I think that they're going to be a force in that central division and going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Cardinals are bringing Wayne right back. Um, he's the guy who um, kind of relearned how to pitch a little bit. Um, Yachty, the reports are he's going back, but nothing's official and there's still a little bit of opening there. Um, Arnado, you know, didn't break the bank bringing him in. Well, didn't, not paying him nothing almost. Yeah, and I know. didn't really go up anything like top, top, you know, Libra Tour and some of those guys kept them around. Um, getting rid of Dexter Fowler was was a good move for them. Opens up their outfield mm. to put Tyler O'Neill, Edmund, if you wanted to, you know, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson. Opens it up. I give it an A for them. Getting Arnado, getting Wayne right back, most likely getting Yachty and Molina back. Jordan Hicks is going to come back this year. They, they did a they did a great job. Um, if Yachty comes back, they might have one of the best defensive infields we've seen maybe <laughs> in the last forty years, fifty years. Oh yeah. If they would have signed Wong back and put that there, oh, forget they it. would have had like yeah. But getting Yadi back, um, and then with DeJong, who's like the second-ranked defensive shortstop, Goldschmidt, fantastic, Arnado, you know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think as of right now, Tommy Edmond playing second base, who's a very good defender himself. Um, and then Yadi, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So they have a really, really good team, uh, obviously one of the best fan bases. And their farm systems always seems to be pretty good. And they got guys like Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader. Dylan Carlson's a stud, but Tyler yeah. O'Neill's pretty good. Harrison Bader, if he could just hit a little bit defensively, is fantastic. They're they're going to be really good in a in a division that's really no one's running. No one's going to be running away with it. But they they they're going to be the running away with it. They're going to be the team that can run away with it. Agreed. They're they're really good and they always are good. And if they make the playoffs, they always got a shot, mm-hmm. no matter how good or bad. So, good team um, made some good moves and I gave them an A. One of the better off seasons we've seen. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, just. Just getting, just getting Arenado is, is fantastic. So yeah. they're going to be exciting. Next up is the Rays. Um, so they really started uh, with, you know, they did a lot of trading here. So they traded Nate Lau, Jake Gunther, and a player to be named later to the Rangers for Heriberto Hernandez, uh, <laughs> Os, Oslivas Basabe, uh, and Alexander Ovales. They signed back Mike Zanino. To a one-year three million dollar deal, they signed Michael Walker to a one-year three million dollar deal. They traded Blake Snell away, as previously stated, and they traded away Jose Alvarado in the in the trade that I previously mentioned. Uh, they haven't really done much uh, since then. Uh, in the new year, they haven't really done much. So, you know, obviously giving away Snell is huge. Uh, Alvarado going is uh, a pretty big blow to them. I suspect. Michael Waka is going to be one of those guys the Rays get, and all of a sudden he's good again. Yeah, we kind um, of said that with the Mets last year. We were kind of thinking that it could happen there. But with the Rays, it just makes a lot more that's, sense. Yeah, so, um, you know, they the, they got a pretty good return. The Blake Snell trade is kind of just what they do. It's kind of just the Rays. Like, oh, he kind of – not that he was – he's – not that he kind of got his 100% efficiency with the, with the Rays, but they got basically all they wanted out of him. They would got to the world series and now they're flipping it and getting their next pitcher, Luis Patino or whatever oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick. I think that the off season for them is, is a little straight. I didn't think that they would just flip like this, this quick, not that they're going to be bad. It's just that, you know, you really, you really knock down the Yankees, you know, in this shortened year and get into the world series. And they really, you know, uh, in a division rival that kind of the Yankees is the season prior kind of bullied them around. They flipped it on them. So, I thought that they would kind of keep the train moving and see what they can do, but uh, they're, they kind of, I guess for what they want to do, they did good. It's kind of raise. Yeah, they had their raise off season. Yeah, but um, it's not, I don't know, I, I feel weird about it. Yeah, I mean, they got Zanino back. Walker could be the guy that, you know, they, they fix and, and then, you know, go about their business. They lost Snell. 
and Alvarado was a those are gut punches. Yeah. Um, you got Chris Archer back, a guy they can get back on his form. You know, the highway robbery they did. Yeah. Get, the, get medals and, and then get him back. Yeah, it's like. And they could fix him a little bit. That's the kind of team they are. But I gave him a C plus because that's what they do, and that's the Rays off season. But um, yeah, they did try getting Azuna though. Marcel Zuna, they put a deal in for him. Um, Surprising. So, yeah, I mean, they just they, they did what they do. I, I don't, you know. Yeah. They got Francisco Mejia, who was a top prospect, so maybe he can, you know, become what he's supposed to be. But, um, yeah, it's just a ho-hum for them. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they do. But I got him C-plus just because similar to kind of A's, it's just what they do. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's strange. But um, it, it's like you said, it's what they do. So I guess they, they got their own mind over there. Uh, next up is the Rangers. Their first deal was the Lance Lynn trade. They traded him away, got Dane Dunning and that whole thing. As I previously just mentioned, the trade with the Rays. Uh, they signed David Dahl to a one-year $2.7 million deal. They signed Delano DeShields to a minor league contract. And just recently, they had the Elvis Andrews-Chris Davis trade. Another team that kind of is just not really going to be doing nothing, in my opinion, uh, I think trading trading away Lance Lynn was fantastic for them because there was no need for him, and they got a guy like Dane Dunning. Trade with the Rays isn't super consequential, but I uh, I guess it could help them. Signing David Dahl is weird. It's kind of one of those signings that I guess they they want to be a little competitive. Same thing with giving away. You know, it, it's weird. You're going to give away Elvis Andrews, guess Chris Davis. Uh, it makes me kind of question where they're at, but um, you know, they're just still going to be kind of the bottom of the West with the Mariners and just kind of just be in there. Yeah. You know, so it didn't, I don't think that changed anything for them in the off season. Yeah. Uh, David Dahl is a, is a great player. That's a great deal for them because he could sign him to a deal, keep him around as a younger player or just deal him to the deadline and get something for him. Yeah. The shield, the guy who's been there, you know, keep him around. Um, Elvis Andrews, he lost him, but he wasn't going to be the starter. They already announced that he wasn't going to be the starter. They're going to give a starting job to Kiner Falefa. who was getting to him. But uh, they got Chris Davis, who can bat two forty seven at 40 home runs. That's what he does, mm-hmm. if he can get back to that. Lance Lynn was a good trade for them. Dave Dunning. Yeah. Or Dan Dunning. Dave Dunning? Dane, Dane Dunning. D-A-N-E. Dane. Oh, Dane. Well, that's yeah, yeah. why. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be pretty good. Fulton Avich reports he's going there. And yep, Nick Vincent, you know, guys who they can kind of flip and recycle. Um, but I gave him a C because they just, uh, it was just weird. It just didn't feel like, all right. That's... Yeah, it was like, okay. All right. You got Rogan O'Dor going to be a backup now. Like, trade him. Like, Gallo, what are you doing there? Like, okay. Just kind of okay. Like, all yeah, right. Yeah. But that game of C, you never know. But uh, Dahl's a great player. So, you know, good for him. Hopefully, he can get a, has a good year there. Um, and maybe they flip him or keep him around for, you know, the time they go when they get good again. But um, just to see for them, just to ho hum. Like, uh, just, uh, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last two teams here we got first up is the Blue Jays. Uh, made kind of a flurry of moves in this offseason. So to start off in November, they signed Robbie Ray to a one-year $8 million deal. Uh, then they kind of started going crazy. They signed Kirby Yates to a one-year $5.5 million deal. They signed George Springer to a six-year $150 million deal. Uh, the Steven Matz trade, as previously, uh, as I talked about. They signed Marcus Simeon to a one-year $18 million deal. And they signed Francisco Liriano to a minor league contract. Just uh, kind of... Shot in the dark, see what he's still got. Uh, I thought they had a fantastic offseason. Um, I think they're really going for it. I think that they may even, may even leapfrog the Rays if they have that good of a year because they got some really good young pieces. Uh, I think that taking a chance on Simeon with a one-year deal is fantastic. Uh, getting Springer is good for them. Kirby Yates, great pitcher. 
uh, Robbie Robbie Ray, we'll see. Steven Matz, we'll see. But I just thought that the Blue Jays were already a pretty good team. You know, they were already competitive and had a really good offense, and I just thought that they literally, I think they literally just got better. So I don't, I don't know, depending on health, if the Yankees, if they're going to rival the Yankees for the division, but I could see them being a legitimate wildcard team and maybe starting to climb the ladder and, and year after year kind of get better and better. Yeah, yeah, the Blue Jays had a good offseason. Robert Ray could be could be really good if he you know, limits the walks. Um, Kirby Yates coming off injury, but you know, pretty much he, he's solid as they come. One of the better relievers in baseball. Mm-hmm. George Springer, a guy who can also stay healthy or away from the Astros and you know the cheating that he cheat, did he not cheat, whatever. You know, if he can stay healthy, Stephen Matz away from the Mets maybe he turns a page because he is a high prospect and it was just not good for the Mets. Yeah, Simeon, good player, but another guy just seemed like you know. Wasn't that great? Went to the A's. The A's fixed them. So now is he going to be able to keep that? Was the A's, you know, help him? So they got a couple question mark guys. But um, for the most part, I mean, they're good. They just got to hope that they can, you know, be what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Liriano could be in the bullpen. Spot guy, you know, just a you know leader. A veteran guy, I should say. Uh, Vlad Jr. lost a bunch of weight. Got in really good shape. That's going to help them a lot. It was a good offseason for them, though. I got a B-plus because um, they made the moves. Um, they didn't break the bank for these moves. But they made some good moves that could really help them. And they should be, pretty, you know, it's definitely going to put them, you know, a strong wildcard team every year mm-hmm. or this year. Strong wildcard team and compete for the division easily. Um, but they're a strong wildcard team. Like, hey, it's going to be like one of the wildcard spots you can already write off. Blue Jays are in the playoffs. Yeah. That's kind of how the, these moves are made. Mm-hmm. And that's good for them. So that's a good offseason, a B plus, And um, there's still a little bit of room they can go do things. Yeah, for sure. I thought they did well. Uh, and finally, the last team who I, I didn't expect to have an offseason like this, but the Nationals. Uh, so first first they uh, made the trade for Josh Bell. Uh, then they signed Kyle Schwarber back to a one-year $10 million deal. Uh, they signed Ryan Zimmerman back to a one-year $1 million deal. They signed Brad Hand to a one-year $10.5 million deal. They signed John Lester to a one-year $5 million deal. And just recently they signed Alex Avila to a one-year $1.5 million deal. Uh, I guess the Nationals are kind of... I wouldn't say going for it, but they're kind of trying to stay competitive. Um, Josh Bell is a great acquisition. Uh, Brad Hand, I think if it was a little more years, I think the Brad Hand acquisition would be better. Uh, Lester, I think is good for $5 million. I think that's a nice little uh, piece uh, pickup. Ryan Zimmerman's just a veteran, so I guess that was just a – it would be like if the Yankees signed Gardner back. It's just kind of like – yeah, it's just kind of like he's part of the team. You know, you don't want to see him go anywhere else. Uh, Avila, you know, it's a low low money deal. He could give you really something. Uh, so I thought the Nationals had a pretty good offseason. Uh, I don't know if this puts them at the – I don't think this puts them really at the level uh, with the Braves and the Mets or even, who knows, maybe with the Phillies. I mean, I think they have a pretty good lineup yeah. but and rotation. If, if everyone pitches to their ability, I think they have a good rotation too. So they are good. It's just uh, maybe I'm seeing a lot of these one-year deals as like a – all right, well, you know, you got these guys for one year, but are you really going to do anything in that one year? Yeah. Or are you going to trade them? You know, so it, it was pretty pretty good offseason for them, but I still I question, like, where, where they're at. You yeah, know? Uh, offseason-wise, I thought they had a pretty good job. Brad Hand, obviously one of the better relievers. John Lester, veteran at this point, but I'm a rotation guy. Alex Avila, just a veteran backup catcher. Uh, Kyle Swarber, potential's there. You can help him get become the hitter he was. I mean, that could really – that's a big move if, if that's the case. Zimmerman, you got him for really nothing for a veteran. Kind of keeps the World Series team alive. You get Josh Bell. I mean, he's a really good player. Um, that's a great move for them. High prospect or high potential guy. Um, switch hitter, just massive man who can just crush the ball. 
they kind of turned the page on the World Series team already, though. Yeah. You, know, you got rid of Adam Eaton. You kind of got rid of Howie Kendrick retired, which is a great loss for them. Kurt Suzuki's gone. They kind of lost a lot of pieces from that, you know, Rendon and uh, World Series team. But you still got, you know, Soto and uh, Michael Taylor's gone too. But um, you still got Soto. You still got, you know, uh, Turner. You still got some good pieces. You still got Scherzer and Strasburg. Yeah. And Scherzer just got, you know, he's getting older. But if he could pitch, you know, the rotation could be very good. Hmm. You know, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Then Lester. I mean, the rotation could be really good. Hmm. Brad Hand in the rotation and yeah, the bullpen could solidify the back end. You just need to get help get some pieces pieces to get to him. Hmm. And the lineup's going to be strong, so they definitely have a shot at being really good. Like really yeah. good. They have a shot at being one of the higher teams. Oh yeah. But they also have a shot at being middling or not good, and then trading some of these guys away, which hmm. is okay too. So they're like, hey, we're going to give it a shot. But worst case, we recycle them. And great. That's great. You know, it's good for them. But I gave it a B plus because they they gave themselves you know two different options. Yeah, that's so. a that's a good point. I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess it's what 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 do you get out of these guys? I guess that determines you know the strength of the off season. But you know, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Like I said, I don't know if they can compete with the Braves, maybe a wild card team. But we'll see. Pretty good off season for them. So the with that uh, that wraps up all thirty teams. Uh, obviously, a little bit longer episode because it takes a little bit of time to go through each team. We'll give more on these teams. Uh, you know, with our predictions episodes coming out, you know, the next few next few weeks here. We're going to do every division kind of like we did last year. So, other than that, I don't know if we have any updates to give. Um, I don't know if there's any really. I mean, we kind of went over what would be the news yeah. uh, with these moves. Um, so, unless you got anything, I guess you can just get right into the trivia question. And uh, Yeah, I mean, we let's throw a couple names that are still out there. We already mentioned, you know, Paxton Turner, guys like that. But uh, Jack Abrelli Jr., Tylen Walker, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, Arietta, Porcello, Mormon Gonzalez, Mark Melanson. Just some names out there still that can make some big, big impact on teams. So we'll see. Puig, Moreland, Shinsu Chu, Brad Miller. So there's still some pieces out there. Rich Hill um, that can make some some differences to teams. Um, and then the news came out today a little bit that um, the MLB was working on um, the baseball and seeing why it's been flying so much. So the chance of maybe very literally denning the ball a little bit this year. So that's a little bit of news. We'll see how that mm-hmm. works. But uh, overall, I mean, the offseason was slow, got crazy, and it's still crazy, and it's going to continue to be crazy. Um, that's just because CBA and the, what's the new rules going to be and COVID and last year. So there's just so much going on. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams uh, changed and it's going to look different. So we'll see. But, yeah, um, we'll see. To go into this week's trivia question, I wanted to keep it somewhat to go along with offseason stuff. I mean, I guess – yeah, well, I guess it doesn't too, too much, but I want to go to how many times has there been a repeat World Series champion? And you can repeat as in they could have went back-to-back or they could have won 10 in a row. So how many times has this been done? Um, obviously, Dodgers won this year. They have a shot at doing it with the team they have, so they have a shot at repeating. But um, So how many teams in MLB history have went, you know, won repeat World Series titles? Um, and that number is 14 teams. Yankees yeah. done it a couple times. The A's done it a couple times. I believe the Reds done it a couple times. Mm. I believe it was seven different franchises have done it. Yeah. But 14 different times it's been done. So that's our uh, trivia question for the week. I guess 13. I was just so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously it gets harder. A lot of them were kind of older, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah of with course. Less teams and the teams never changed much. But it does get harder as it, as it goes on with money and stuff like that. But... The Dodgers have a shot at doing it, and a couple of these teams are kind of built for five, six-year runs, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. 
All right. Well, then uh, that's all I got for this episode. Like I said, we'll 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 come with starting with the AL East. We'll come with the division episodes, uh, and then the final predictions episode before the season starts. You know, other than that, that's really all I got. You know, like I said, there wasn't much of the news that we didn't cover here in signings. So, unless you got anything else, I guess we'll just wrap this up. Nope, that's it. All right, cool. Thank you guys for listening. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RomeichaelPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MichaelPree. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FDubs10. You can follow us on our official Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.